live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. Studios here in Johnston, Robert. Lucky to be alive, Ben. So I've heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's here's. <laughs> I I thought I had wisdom. Here's the deal. I was really holding out that like if I just if I just let that uh, run long enough, something sweet would come into my mind. It did. My wits have never failed me until today. I find that hard. I to have been coasting on those wits for nigh forty years. And today they've let me down. And you have been witness to my shame. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us on Life from the Path. Hey, um, here's what we got going on the show tonight. So the, 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 one of the major questions, and, and we're probably not going to solve all facets of it, but one of the core questions is, is Jesus always the example? Or um, maybe to reword it, is, are, is there anything that Jesus does that we are not to exemplify? Or not capable or of exemplifying. Or not capable of exemplifying. Like, it shouldn't be our aim to say, act like Jesus in this way because he's Jesus and he gets to do this, but you do not. Uh, or are the things where Jesus ha- seems to handle things a certain way and he goes, well, yeah, that's for Jesus. You don't actually, we shouldn't do that. It's not practical. It's not reasonable. It's uh, not even intended. Okay, so, I mean, right off the swing, we, we get in this conversation a lot when it comes to faith healing or it comes to healing people. Yeah. Right? Like, Jesus already knows whether he's going to heal them or not heal him, or whether he has the prerogative to do so. And sometimes we pray for healing, and it does not happen. And sometimes we pray for healing, and it does. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things where um, uh, I think people struggle with walking boldly in the fact whether God is going to heal or not heal, uh, where Jesus doesn't seem to have that concern. He just walks up and says, uh, don't worry, they've already been healed, I didn't even go. (laughs) And everything's probably fine. And, you know, I do wonder if, if... if there's more of, and this, there's some theology that gets behind this, but as we think about Jesus healing people, um, w- I think a lot of times maybe that's the thought that Jesus just he just knows. But like I, I would contend that I believe that the New Testament represents Jesus's interaction with the Spirit very similarly as our reaction interaction with the Spirit. So like um, our understanding of Jesus is fully God, fully man. Um, I, I think people are healed um, this through Jesus the same way that they're healed through Jesus now and through us now. Um, so he knows things. He he knows things that are coming up in his limited man state and also God state uh, because the Spirit reveals it to him. So I uh, so point number two that I think uh, people have a hard time. And when I say people, I mean Mike. Let's just get right down to the yeah, tax. Here's yeah. the things Mike right. struggles with. Right, That's what it is. Uh, but like. Um, and, and maybe it's something that I really uh, I want and I envy in Jesus is like he knows what he's doing here. He knows he's, he knows what he's doing, right? Like when like uh, you'll see almost in every gospel, um, it'll make a point to say, and he's turning his face towards Jerusalem, right? He knows what he's doing. He's on his way to the cross. He knows he's going to die. He knows he's going to suffer for it, and he knows that they're going to put him to death, right? And like just to know what you're supposed to be doing. I feel like there's a large portion of Christianity that goes, to, i got to be honest with you, I just don't have any idea what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know. Like, day to day, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to be faithful in the thing that God has in me. I, but I don't know if it's right. 
And I and it's not like I'm getting a heavenly spanking or a heavenly applause. You know, neither one seems to happen. And so you're like, I, man, I don't know. <laughs> and like the disciples suffered from the same thing. They half the time had no idea what they were supposed to be doing. Right? As soon as they got a little bit of leash, they said, should we ring down fire on these folks? Now, hold on. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Right? And so they, they went off the deep end. And so yep. um, I, I, I think that's that, that's probably another when we're talking about things that we emulate or, or want to, where Jesus is the example. Um, Jesus has a pretty concrete idea of what he's supposed to be doing. Now, would it be fair to say that your rebuttal would be the same thing as it was for the healing? Right? Like Jesus relied heavily on the Holy Spirit. He was constant in communication with uh, with God the Father, and 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 sought out the things that uh, both the Holy Spirit and Yahweh were doing. Uh, where you probably can find Mike Fust on most given days not doing that, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm out of the loop. Right? It's like not checking in at the at at, uh, at at the teacher's desk every morning, right, to figure out what was going on. You just kind of sit in your desk and go, you know, I'm going to do geometry because I want to. You know, you didn't stop, you didn't ask, you didn't find out, you didn't care. And then you go, why did nobody tell me what was, what right. was going it, on? It today? was a science day, and you but, didn't bother to check in, and you didn't even stop. And yeah. so, like, I th- so so maybe maybe I'm talking my own self in a circle. Well, here, so, uh, <laughs> well so I, I think this will be interesting to um, to explore over a number of weeks. So here's here's what I'd like to do is is for the foreseeable future, let's focus on an interaction or characteristic or some sort of example of Jesus behaving, and, and let's ask the question: One um, is 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 this is this to be fully, is Jesus' example to be fully engaged with for me? Are we capable of it, and are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to do it this way? Is there anything unique about Jesus in this situation that otherwise doesn't prescribe it to his people? Because, like, I, even the phrase is like, what would Jesus do? And uh, it, trying to do things that otherwise Jesus has given an example, it just assumes that. And it seems like I could get that, like you could look for a moral lesson, but Jesus is doing all kinds of stuff I've never done in my life. And never even consider doing or think that I'm capable of doing. Yeah. And so that is it. Is it ex- so the question is one: Is it is ex- is are, are we should we look at it as an example? And is it to be considered normative in the life of the Christian? Or possible? Or yeah, possible is probably two, and the normative is probably three. If it's possible, and normative meaning like uh, should we be doing it all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, those, I think those would be interesting questions. So, uh, Mike, you tag your it this week because I think you have an example, and then I'll take I'll take next week, and I'll try to I'll, I'll, in my reading and stuff I'll figure out an example that we can talk through that. And let's just start walking through what Jesus is doing and, and see if we can straighten out those questions. Okay, I think that sounds like a plan. Um, so, so on tap for the rest of the show, uh, we actually have in the guests we have some guests this week, Ben. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the Foose ladies are in. Uh, what, what's basically happened is, is we, we swapped a couple of kids, and uh, it was easier just to bring them into the show to hand them off than to, to burn miles. Yeah. And, uh, and frankly, they continue to, uh, to uh, add value uh, to discussions on the show, and so uh, we were excited to have them in. Dan got pulled away for a plumbing item. Yeah, and uh, is for I mean, heaven knows where. I don't know. I think I, he, he's he might be picketing across state lines. I thought he took a, a job uh, cleaning kaibos or something, but like he he wasn't real real smooth on the details. So hey, you know, now that you mentioned that, I was in a car with him once, and there we we passed somebody called uh, like the Kaibo King. Yeah, and he saw the word King and go, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Boova, it's got the word Kaibo in front of it. <laughs> you can't just yeah." He goes, "I know. I'm working on my humility, but I mean." I said, well, I mean, Kaibo King might be for you. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm not saying he's out attempting to become the Kaibo King under his own inertia. 
But I'm not saying he's not doing that. I'm either. not saying he's not getting a tattoo that says just that very thing. Yeah, yeah. You got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> you Kaibo King a logo on the on your back. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, if you went down the beach and you're like, dude, it's the Kaibo King. I would totally do that. Honestly. T- hey, so here's here's in all honesty, I'm suckered by people who claim to be a king of something. Have anybody been to the Smoothie King? Uh, I want to be honest. I don't Absolutely even know what a Kaibo not. is. Uh, a a, a Kaibo is, is a it's I'm a knowledgeable. It's a toilet. It's a it's a portable toilet. Yeah, it's like the outdoor toilet, you know, like you, at festivals and baseball games and whatever. Oh, I've been I've been to those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not considered to be the best parts of your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I'm starting to rethink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, you're trying. You're rethinking as to whether it's cool to be the Kaibo King. <laughs> no. Okay. That would be amazing. Actually. Okay. All right. <laughs> Try to speak that into the microphone. Uh, so, so the question. Uh, oh, anyway, I'm impressed by people, or I'm at least drawn in by people who claim to be a king of something. I, there, there, there's, it might. You've probably not been to the Smoothie King. I've never been to the Smoothie that, King. That no. doesn't seem like something you would do. It wouldn't be. So anyway, I, I've passed this uh, multiple Smoothie Kings in my day, and I think, boy, it's the king of smoothies. The guy that's the king of all smoothies. I really wonder what that smoothie is about. And I've not gone in yet. I'm a bit intimidated uh, that it's not going to be any good. And I'm gonna be disappointed. But like, if you call yourself like the banana king, I'm like, hot dang, I'd love a, I'd love some banana from the king of bananas. I mean, it would be you've opened yourself up to ridicule, right? Like, if I try one and I say this banana is fit for a pupper, I, I feel like you, it's, the sign is misplaced. Yeah, it's right. So, but but like, it's not the same as if you're like, hey, I'll take a whopper from the Burger Prince. You're like, yeah, but he's second in line. Yeah, what does he know about he's, burgers? He's not, I mean, he's not the nothing. Where's the king of burgers? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want. This guy's the jester. King I don't of dig ch- him. King of cheese, like the cheese king. That guy sounds awesome. George, the George the Chili King. Is he really the king of all chilies? I, is there a king of cheese? Is that an actual thing? I don't know. I'll, I'll, let me Google it. Oh no, this the okay. Why well, Ben's checking that out? Uh, so on tap, we also are going to do uh, some uh, dear life from the past. Uh, apparently, the, the the first go round is uh, uh, a husband just refuses to lock the doors at night. And his wife is, she's done. She's done with it. She's done with this man and his irresponsible activity. So we're going to run through that. And also, uh, Ella is, is bringing us a round of Is This Love? Uh, a game show that we've only played in the past uh, with one guest, right? Every time she comes on, uh, we, we play this, and, and, and she hasn't been on lately. So I guess we're going to have to, have to do it with just the Foose Ladies in tow. So we're going to play a, a round of Is This Love? Uh, so that should be pretty cool. Uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then we got to get back to my question. My question that we were talking about this Sunday: Did you find the cheese king? Holy cats! Okay, I'm gonna see if this I can. I don't. I don't know if I can show. Uh, hold on. Let me let me see if I can show a cap capture the display here. It where's the fryer on the on the uh, on the hierarchy of people? Is the fryer pretty low? What does he even do? I mean, do we consider? I suppose. But then there's the high priest, who's yeah. higher than the regular priest. So that puts the friar down at like the the butcher, or the yes. baker butcher level, or the candlestick maker. <laughs> I'm confused uh, about most of the things okay. you're saying. All right, now okay. hold on a second. Let me, I'm trying to show you this thing. <laughs> is, uh, this is him, Doctor M. S. Reddy, the cheese king. <laughs> It's real. <laughs> oh, it's so real, Ben. Does he have a weird mustache or something? Hold on. He looks like he's gotten taken by surprise. <laughs> he looks French and looks very ready. angry at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he, you know, I, he didn't come across to me as an angry Frenchman, but I mean, I... He's an old angry Frenchman. I don't know all the French. <laughs> um, I feel like he painted on both his mustache and eyebrows. Okay, now hold on. I mean, are you sure he was taken by that surprise? That is possibly true. It looks, looks pretty true. ready. Yeah, ready. <laughs> all right, now let me read it. Not funny. 
Dr. Emil Reddy, Srinivasalu Reddy, born on 4th of July 1947, is famously known as Cheese King because of his notoriously successful cheese and dairy, highly scientific, biotechnology-based ingredient business. No space. Dr. M.S. Reddy currently serves as chairman and president of USA-based American Dairy and Food Consulting Laboratories and international media and cultures with 12 manufacturing facilities in eight states. Boy. Where does this king cheese live? Or king of cheese yeah, live? Yeah, where's king cheese live? I, I'm changing my mind. I don't think he's French anymore. I honestly think he's German. Okay. His name sounds German. Hmm. Boy, I mean, Bellas, he really has the complexion of not a German man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go on a stretch here and say he's Indian. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i been off base before, but I mean, he seems like an Indian fellow to me. That's a, that's like, a really big crumb. stretch there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, just getting the legs out for a walk, Ben. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway... Although let me, we gotta stop looking. <laughs> I can't figure out how to not show you that <laughs> picture anymore. Uh, there we go. Okay, mercy. I wasn't prepared to show the cheese king. Hey, just to, uh, I mean a couple of things to tuck this up. Uh, the, the Urban Dictionary says cheese king is the cheese that reigns supreme over the cheese kingdom. He wears a crown of mozzarella, cheddar, and Swiss. That that doesn't sound very good. How old is that uh, cheese? Are nope. we citing the Urban Dictionary? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a risk. Now, there does look like there was a Milton Bradley board game from the 50s called King of the Cheese. <laughs> but I don't know if that has any relevance. And then kingcheese.com will not load, possibly for the better. I think we should do more researching on this King of Cheese before later. Before we speak about it? Yes. Boy, we that's need to wise. do, we need that's to do the, some discussing about this. That's the wisest thing that's ever been said on these airwaves. Indeed. You know before, <laughs> before flapping your Thank gap. Thank you maybe very you much. Should, maybe you should do some research. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should look into the king of cheese more <laughs> before we cloud the airways with this information. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So let's get to uh, what are we going to do here? Yeah, let's do the question. Let's do the question. Okay. So we were talking about it this Sunday at church, actually, um, and it was something that Ben had said where uh, he had said that uh, Jesus invites people out of something more than he spends time berating them for the thing that they're in. And uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, like it really, I, I grabbed onto it and I thought about it actually for the last couple of days and, of course, with, the, with some, some people that I know, and I thought, how, how can I do this? How can I do what he's saying better? And, and I thought, I don't know, because I've, I've come up with a couple of ways of like, it's almost impossible to invite somebody out of something that they don't believe is bad. That's true. Right? And so, like, um, it w- which would be the case that Jesus is making with the Pharisees, right? Like, he's inviting them out of something that they think is correct, and, and, and they believe that Jesus is flat out wrong. And so, like, it's very difficult to invite people to something different when they believe that they're doing just fine. And so, without making the case that something is actually wrong with what they're doing, uh, then you have no basis to, to ask them out of it or invite them out of it. And so, the question is, is, like, if we were to take, first of all, is that attack that Jesus takes? Does Jesus tend to uh, invite people out of things opposed to, you know, wallowing the things that they've done? Well, and I, what's that? Yeah, so I would say for clarity, I think the distinction is isn't that he doesn't invite you always. It's not always inviting you to the good, but he, he doesn't. Um, he invites you into the true. If there's a, if there's a distinction, because, like think about... Um, uh, the, the, say when he teaches that, hey, if you hate, if, if you, um, uh, you, you, uh, you, you know not to murder, but I'm, I'm telling you that if you hate someone, uh, that it's the same, mm. right? So, like, he's inviting you into the true thing. He didn't go around the room going, and you hate, and you hate, right? He just, he invites you into the, the, uh, to embrace the reality that he's communicating. 
which I think is slightly different than um, than the good. Because, like, in the example we were talking about this week, um, it's when he comes down, um, he comes off the mountain uh, from the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, and he ultimately, uh, I'm trying to think of the, if, if, this, if my, the example actually still fits. I mean, you gave the example. Bro. I know. Hmm. I, I think I th- the point was that he invites them. Like, he, he doesn't spend time. He mentions the disciples and says, like, uh, f- faithless generation, right? Yeah. Um, but then he heals, and then he reminds the disciples that the Son of Man has to be handed over. And he spends the next, like, what, this is in Luke. He spends the next, like, ten chapters focusing on kind of teaching the disciples. Like, he doesn't give up on them. Um, he doesn't really, he doesn't berate them. Um, but he continues to invite them into the true thing, whether that feels like it's a change of behavior or whether it's um, just inviting you into the into what is good. But I think um, I think the what is good maybe too maybe it's too shallow. Okay, like, I don't think it's expensive enough. And maybe too broad of a definition. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he invites you into what is true, which is like if you think of it this way, um, as opposed to saying, "Hey, here's what you believe," only focusing on, on what you think or that is wrong. It's reminding you what is true. Which, which I th- may seem like an unnecessary nuance, but I think it is a strong one because I think there are people and there are patterns of thought that get you thinking, um, hey, here's, here's where I suck. Here's the things that I just don't do right. And that's all we focus on as opposed to saying, look, Jesus calls us into this thing because it's good. Jesus calls us into this thing because it's true. So it's like as opposed to focusing so much or always or exclusively on where you are um, – like, Jesus almost never – actually, maybe that's the right question. Can we think of any situation where Jesus only only provides the condemnation without pointing them to something else, without pointing someone to the better or clarifying what the better was? No. I, and, and even if when it comes to hearts, because, like, um, even when he's talking to the Pharisees um, and he said or, – or, or lamenting over Jerusalem, like, he's, he's still kind of pointing to how things could be or where they should go. Um, and it's less about, hey, you failed at cleaning and not, and not cleaning up your room. Like, you stink at that again. You always stink at it. Um, it's just not hyper – this is such a nuanced thing because it's not that it's not negative. Like, he, he, will, he calls you to the true thing even when the true thing says that you're not doing it right. Um, but, like, he's, it's, he's pointing you to something better. And I think we say that out loud, but that doesn't reflect – for me, that doesn't always reflect in my day-to-day relationships. Like, sometimes I'm just like, look, man, you're disappointing me. Look, wife, you're not. This wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I hoped for. Yeah. Um, as opposed to finding ways to encourage people into the right thing. And frankly, Jesus spends a lot of time explaining why the thing is the right thing, and 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 why uh, why we walk in that way, and how that meets with our understanding of Yahweh's character. So maybe that's the broader point. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. I, I think really what we're trying to get to is is like once again, if this is a characteristic of Jesus, like. There's a lot of things that he does that, like, I don't know, like, we, we run into where, like, I just don't flat out have the personality to do this or the knowledge to do it or something. There's something I'm missing that he that obviously he has, right? Like, like if you, let, let's say, for example, that uh, I have a friend of mine and, and he's an alcoholic, right? Like, I want to call him out of that. And I don't want to dwell in the fact that that's, that's what he's doing with his life. But I, and, and, I, it, and I want to call him out of it, but I don't, he doesn't think anything's wrong with it. He thinks everything's fine. And so I can't – How ugh. you know what I'm saying? Like, like – actually, th- I think that makes a strong case for, for calling someone into something better because if they disagree, uh, like, uh, let's keep your alcoholic friend. And okay. I say, hey, man, you shouldn't overuse alcohol like that. He's like, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, at all. Now you're stuck. 
Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, be, because I'd, yeah, I'd be yeah, screwed. <laughs> because if he just flat out disagrees, I actually don't have a problem with it here. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Well, then you're stuck. And the only way that that um, you can actually move that needle um, is is to to offer something better. You're offering something better now. A lot of times, it's not actually a tangible, physical world better. Alcoholism is. <laughs> um, I make the case that most most calling people out of sin, like they will, you will see worldly, tangible results. But like, there's some things where they're like, they're just they're self indulgent, they're greedy, and they will feel better to someone. And you're trying to call them out of it into something that's pure. I was thinking about this recently. As uh, people who are. Um, uh, there are people who have the opportunity to have any relationship they want to with other people, right? As many relationships as they want, if, especially thinking of people of the opposite gender, um, like uh, date as many people as you want and, and whatever. And yet most people still try to get married because they're after something. They're looking for something that mm. is deeper, that is more than what they had after they test drove 100 people <laughs> yeah. to say, hey, is this right? And like – yeah, there's cause at the same times the folks might have been married five times, ten times. But like, what, what I'm telling you is that there, you know, that there's something, there's something in their heart that says, "Boy, if this isn't, uh, if this was everything I needed, why do I, why would I bother trying to get married? If this, these casual relationships with people, like I can have uh, physical closeness, I can have discussions over the phone, we can spend a lot of time together. But like, what, what is that extra? What's that extra step?" That causes people to go, I want to be in the same house with the same person all the time, and I want legally everybody to know it. It's because you're calling into, the, like, Jesus' design, God's design for the world calls you into something just a hair deeper than what these, the casualness or the ability to bail gives you. And so like, I think of it similarly, I guess, is that, like, you might say, boy, I got everything I want here. And, like, the only thing I could possibly tell someone who's in that situation is say, look, let me just explain what I think my relationship with my wife is my imperfect relationship with my wife but let me just tell you um and i think there's probably going to hit something where they're like you know i never even i didn't even know i wanted that i didn't even know i had no conceivable thought it was better yeah well i mean it's the same thing is uh when we were talking about the preach teacher in ecclesiastes he he brings up both things of honor and wealth and says it doesn't matter how much either one gets if your goal is to have honor in life you want honor from every single person and you'll never get it and if your goal is to get wealth uh, no matter no amount of wealth will ever satisfy it, and so it it falls into those categories as one of those things that like doesn't matter what you're trying to fill it with. Um, the wisest guy at the end of the day uh, of his whole life goes, you know what? I've seen it all. I've done it all. I know everybody that's done it all, and I'm telling you right now, um, it's never going to fill like you want it to. It's never going to, and you're going to fall in the same trap as everybody else. But it's never going to quite make it. And so um, that's still calling that that's still Jesus, right? Like that that's still calling people out of something. Uh, to something better that says right now you're being fo you're fooling yourself into thinking that what you're doing is filling you and and all you've done is accept a shallower well all you've done is saying look i had the opportunity to swim in a 15 foot well of free flowing water and it was great and then you've gotten yourself one that doesn't cover your ankles and you're like yeah this is great you're lying to yourself it's not yeah. great you've just convinced yourself that uh, ankle deep is worth 15 feet and it never was well and think of the lady a good example is uh, think of the lady at the well who uh, has been married multiple times, and everybody in the village knows this lady is a sinful woman. And, like, it's not like Jesus doesn't know it, right? Like, he, he, he points at it. He doesn't like, oh, look at this ridiculous woman, <laughs> right? It comes up in conversation, he's, and, he, and, and he's, he, right, he rightfully goes, yes, you've, been, you've had, uh, you know, this many, this many husbands. Um, 
But like, what is this focus? Walk now and, and go and sin no more. Right? Like, it's the ability to, to take the to, to step and call you into something greater instead of focusing entirely on the past. And so I, maybe this is, feels like a, um, a distinction without a difference, and I hope it's not. But like, um, if I would say I would focus more of your energy on what you are calling people to, recognizing that it's important to to understand what you're walking away from. Like that, actually, the core distinction is, I suppose, is that whatever it is that you're doing, whatever the sin and thing is your life, um, to recognize that you're actually missing out, that you are falling short, that whatever God aimed and created is good, you chose something that continually sh- hits two steps under. Yeah, and, and convinced yourself that it was that it was the best. Yeah, that's the deceit, right? Is to think like, no, this is fine. I'm doing just fine. Like th- that's actually, you know, what's interesting is that there's there's people who come come to Christianity and they meet Jesus and like, this is where the church. Sometimes the church is so bad. Like three months in, there's people who are like, hey man, they know, they follow Jesus now. Why are they still acting that way? I'm like, they actually don't know. They don't know. They like like the thing that you told them wasn't good. Like or that, that like they haven't they, they they haven't heard Jesus speak on everything to say oh you know what I had no idea I gotta shut that down yeah I didn't realize I shouldn't be downloading tunes illegally from the internet like they were free everyone does it I just didn't it didn't think of anything about it it was the worst day of my life when I decided that I couldn't do that anymore man I had to give back I had to delete I I bet I deleted fifteen hundred songs I downloaded a lot of illegal music I did I mean a lot <laughs> I deleted them and I didn't I did not download uh, a, a, another song after that point. Like I thought, it's, it's theft, and I never saw it as theft. Never once. And then once, once it crossed my mind, crossed my, crossed my Jesus desk. I thought, theft, can't do it. Yeah, delete them all. Like people who sneak candy into a movie theater. That's not theft. <laughs> <laughs> you own that candy. That's, that's freedom. Well, technically, that's being really sneaky. <laughs> is that is that theft? Is sneaky theft? I mean, we do that all the time at the movie theaters. <laughs> I mean. I mean, we do that all the time. <laughs> I Good job, you guys. Healthy that's, snacks. Cr- that's great for you guys. Yeah, well, that is why mom. Does that's it. true. Is <laughs> it is it different if you sneak in snacks that the that the movie theater won't provide, like uh, like organic apples? I mean, they don't sell carrots. Yeah, here's the deal. Because nobody likes carrots. That's what I'm saying. When you think of the Bondu Fu sneaking snacks into the movie theater, I mean, we didn't buy our own raisinets for half the price. No, no, I no, mean, no, no, no. They we also p- don't carry baby food for babies. Yeah. I mean, we are you eating the baby food? No. Okay, well the then. Babies are. You're oh. stealing it from your brother, spooning it in? Oh, gosh. Layla would do it in a pinch. <laughs> well, but you're getting stuff for free, so. I mean, we <laughs> bought it already. <laughs> Carrots and snap peas and jazz. That's that's what we're, and water. We're bringing our own water. That's the types of thing that we're doing. Okay. I don't know if that's. I mean, whatever right helps huh. you sleep at night, I guess. <laughs> Thief. I mean, I would bring my own. You're, ste- you're stealing business from the movie theater. We should try that. You're like a Pied Piper for vegetables. <laughs> they should make your business cheaper. Then I'll buy from right. Wait a minute. Is that, so is that the way this works, right? If someone doesn't uh, price things accordingly, then it's okay to steal from them? No. It's okay to take no. action. No. <laughs> Get it from someone else. And or, gunsling your own Twiggies in there. Or just have some healthier stuff instead of a bunch of junky stuff. Nobody wants to go to the movie and eat carrots. Well, Gross. well my mom doesn't let us get junky stuff. Carrots. That's a terrible movie food. No, you got to eat you got to eat crap. Yeah, crap food. If the choice is movie <laughs> nice. with carrots or or movie without anything to eat or drink, I just movie with carrots. Me what too. About everyone else, they're going to hear you crunching on carrots. Oh, now hold on. Nom nom nom. Pop. Carrots. It's not a silent 
speechless film. <laughs> hey, I mean, popcorn is a high decibel food. No, yeah. it and depends on what kind of slack jaw you got eating. <laughs> People slurp their their bought drinks from the movie theater okay. all the time. I mean, uh, there are some loud mouths out there, regardless of what they're eating. I hear what you're saying. Anyway, we'll, we'll okay. turn this back around. We'll sort this out. Yeah. Thieves. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go. Let's go back to our our questions. Is um, well, so one is the assertion, right? Jesus is always calling people to true things. He does not tend to uh, to exclusively focus on the failures. Uh, John the Bi- John the Baptist is a, is an exception if I think of biblical figures because his brood of viper thing, like uh, yeah, he just calls I mean it. that's that's just straight up. How did how did you know, try to escape? You should have just gone to the fire. <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. Um, but generally speaking, I think we see Jesus calling people to true things and generally doing it with patience. Um, and the, the, he only gets exasperated with people who know true things and frankly just, just flat out refuse to do anything about it, yeah. which I think that's, that's where he takes to task the, the leadership part. They say, like there's, P- P- Peter's learning, right? Peter gets out the sword and chops the man's ear off because he thinks it's practical. He thinks this is, this is a viable option. Uh, John and James try to call down a fire upon the Samaritans because they think, yeah, 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 I think this is good. I think this is right. Like, they're learning. Jesus has a lot. I mean, I would have smacked them boys. And that's not what Jesus does. He goes, no, it's no. You cannot call fire down. One, because I think he's laughing. Like, you couldn't even heal that boy with the epilepsy. I, I highly doubt you could even call the fire. And two, it's not the right reaction. So Agreed. no, that's not what you're going to do. So, like, Jesus has a lot of patience for people uh, learning of, on what it means to follow him. He does not have a lot of patience for people who figure it out, who, are, who know it. And who aren't trying, and who are trying to to otherwise manipulate what they know to their own ends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 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 the, the question was, is that a general pattern of Jesus? I think it is. So if you let's say, hey, if you think we're getting this wrong, by the way, as we go through, if we're missing examples, or you want to talk through them, uh, hit up the complaint line five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. That's call or text. That's what I would do. Text seems like the way to go. Five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. That's the Bob Eisenhower Life and Path complaint line. And let us know, are we missing some examples where we should otherwise think of Jesus differently in this light? Yeah. All right, so, so let's, if it's the right pattern, is that true for us? Yeah, I think that it is. I think it is true I for think us. it's difficult, and I think it's worth spending some time on. What, what makes it hard? Uh, we are well, not Jesus, and we don't have his patience. Yeah. So patience, for one. It's yeah. hard to be patient with other people. It's hard to keep saying things, like even saying something nicely once is hard when yeah. something's annoying you but if you say it multiple times and they still just aren't getting it that right. starts to like wear on your nerves yes yes but i think that's i think that's right i think um, our 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 patience is difficult is it possible to have the patience of jesus do we think do we think the bible allows us the thought that we could be patient like jesus is patient i think the answer is yes i think it's a possibility boy layla gave that a hardcore no Layla, you don't think so? I was thinking. I didn't say no. You're bowing out. <laughs> you chicken ninny. <laughs> I was thinking. I never said no. Hey, I was thinking no as well. <laughs> What's yeah. a chicken ninny? Layla. It's a Layla. <laughs> who, who shook her head no until she got called out with it, and now she's acting like she thinks shaking her head in a no pattern. How rude. Yeah. So I, I think it's possible. I don't think there's anything that precludes us from having the patience of Jesus. I think it's extremely difficult because it requires a, an excessive amount of humility. Yes. It says, I think, I don't think so much of myself that I am so upset when I feel disrespected or ignored 
or like my power and authority didn't cause the thing to happen the one time I said it. I, that's the thing. It's like, do you know how much humility it takes to say? It, it keeps the "I told you so"s down when you say, "Hey, man, I'm, t- I'm, I'm I, I really think you should stop doing this." And then they keep doing it, and then they they get back a hold of you, and you're like, "Man, things are rough," and you're like. I mean, I told you to stop doing it. And that's my that's my reaction, right? Like, yep. look, we talked about this already. If we talk about it more than twice, uh, I'm, I'm super irritated the fact that you have made no moves uh, to try to turn this thing in any direction, right? You just sat in a cesspool of grossness and then said, I can't believe it's dirty in here. Like, that's an unreasonable reaction to me. But the thing is, is my response to them is not... Uh, it's a righteous indignation, not a loving patient. I really want to see you out of this thing. It's I want to see you listen to me. And when you don't, it's a slap to my face that you didn't do what I told you to do. And that is not humility. That is straight up pride. Okay, actually, that reminds me of the example then from the from the sermon this weekend. So it was on uh, they come down the the, the the boys fail to heal the the um, uh, lunacy boy. And uh, after the Mount of Transfiguration, and then they end up on the road thinking talking about who's the greatest. Mm. Right, <laughs> and and like it seriously, Mike. You hear your kids having that conversation. Hey, yeah, but I'm super great. And you're like, no, nah, I think I'm probably the greatest. You'd be like, what the heck is the matter with you guys? What do you mean you're the greatest? How could you be so pompous and arrogant to do that? But like, what did Jesus do? He actually didn't do that at all. He reminded them of, uh, and clarified how they should think of greatness. And his expectation is that they then react to that. That was, the, I think, that was the core principle: is that Jesus points you to a true thing. Um, and oftentimes he ignores conversations. It's, it's continual in, in the scriptures where people try to get Jesus to step in the middle of interpersonal conflict. They're like, this guy's doing this thing. And like Jesus tends to ignore interpersonal conflict and just move on and talk about a true, true element that should otherwise drive how people react to their own situation. So like even in our own personal lives, I think a lot of the times Jesus isn't coming in um, and saying, I want to really focus on your bad behavior. He just tr- tends to remind you what your good behavior should be, what it looks like uh, to not hate. Because so, so like, yes, uh, there's a lot of detailed examples of what he could give to say, look, you're hating your brother. But he doesn't do that. He just says, look, it's the same as murdering. And you're supposed to go, well, shoot, man. I'm doing that. I got to knock that off. Uh, it's like that stealing thing we talked about. As soon as you like, soon as it, soon as we, you get an indication that says, hey, having songs that you didn't pay for that you downloaded. Now, I mean, this was from like the. 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. It's been a while since people were even doing this because they didn't offer the unlimited Amazon music or whatever. Like, you actually had to, to buy all the songs. Um, but, like, soon as it comes, soon as it hits you, Jesus expects that then you then react to the information that you've been given. The definition changes, and you're like, oh, well, then I have to stop. You don't go, oh, I'm going to wait and keep downloading songs until somebody tells me to stop. And somebody tells me that specific example. Because that's what people do, is we try to niche out whatever it is, the pleasure we get out of something, and go, yeah, but did he say that real specifically? Yeah. But here's the thing. If I'm taking things in prayerfully, is Jesus goes, hey, man, here's what greatness means. I think to myself, well, shoot, here's what I know. I'm not posturing towards that greatness. And can I think of all the different places in my life where I lack humility and where uh, I maybe d- diminish how I see other people that Jesus says are great? And so he expects you to take the principle and then apply it, not to have to give you a million things so that you know, um, so that you can wait till you identify yourself. That's right, and that's the difference between the gospel and the law, right? Like right. he's not going to go through every single thing that's going to be an affront. He's basically inviting you to good news and inviting you to come to it, and 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 saying, "Look, it's on you to walk to the good news." Yeah, right. I'm going to give you every possible avenue to get there. You just have to come with me. 
I'm not going to lay out every every rule and then come come punish you every time you make a mistake. I'm just telling you that this is how we get here. Do it and inviting you to it. So 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 ways in which that how does that look? Uh, ladies, can you think of any situation or an example of how that should look then? Like, it's, as opposed to calling someone out on whatever specific thing is, um, how would you call them to the broader principle and then encourage them to uh, adhere to it? Well, like, I know what, like, happened to me. Like, I didn't clean up my room or something. And so if Dad says, hey, you need, can you, um, you didn't clean up your room, and I go, that makes me a lot more irritated or mad than if he says, hey, do you remember that I asked you to clean your room? Because then, like, then he's just reminding instead of lecture. And I feel like that's kind of the yeah. thing. Or, like, I wonder if, if you say it's taken in better, too. Like, that, that the offering of reminding or, or, or inviting is received better on the person that's done something as well. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you, so let's keep with that example. I mean, you could even go with something like... Uh, Hey, uh, hey, man. Generally, uh, like, uh, uh, it's kind of a reminder. I was thinking about like room cleaning as, as, because like I don't know everything that you're responsible for in a given day, right? Maybe I don't. And so, if we're just reminding ourselves, say, hey, uh, I just remind you that like, it's, 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 it takes integrity to to do to always do the things that you said you were going to do, right? To be responsible for things that you're responsible for, so that other people don't have to step in, right? And you're like, right. I expect you to run through your mind and go. Is there anything that I had on the docket here? Anything that I need to pick up and go do? And you think, oh, yeah, I was supposed to clean my room. Do you think people would? Because uh, I think I would take that poorly. Uh, and you might. Hey, man, it takes integrity to do what you were supposed to be doing. I'm like, what the heck do you mean? <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? So, yeah, so, <laughs> so here's the thing. Is I think there's, there is a, there's, a, there's a broad thing that Jesus is doing, and then I think there's a day-to-day thing, which isn't different, but it, to Emma's point, I think is specific. Yeah. Like, right, like, if I noticed you didn't clean your room, and I would say, hey, man, uh, that room's still pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it's looking pretty rough in there. Actually, that might be the way to, that I would do it. I would most mm-hmm. more likely say, "Hey, uh, yeah, your lo- room's looking pretty rough." Not saying, "Hey, go clean your room." I would just look at it and say, "I've observed that your room's pretty rough looking." I expect you to think to yourself, "Oh, that probably means I probably should go take a look at it because it's not supposed to be pretty rough looking." That's probably how I would most of the time do that. Agree. And I think people take, do take that in differently. Again, unless you're like, "Hey, I noticed that your room." was really nasty after I told you to clean it up and that you're a disappointment to me and everyone you've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like people just could take that stuff in differently. That is harsh. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. Really harsh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even some people you've not met yet probably feel rough about <laughs> what you've left your room. But, so, but, but, here, but here's what it does, though. That does move the responsibility to you. It moves the responsibility for you to go, yeah, but, I mean, you didn't. Actually, I've heard this. Uh, maybe out of my kids every once in a while. Yeah, but you didn't tell me to do that specific thing. And then someone goes, makes a rejoinder and goes, yeah, but I said to pick up your blah, blah, blah. I said to help help clean up the living room or whatever. And you're like, yeah, but you didn't say I had to do. You didn't say I had to put my shoes away too. Yeah, right. But they're in the living room. I thought that was implied. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's being able to take a broad principle and, and Jesus expects then you to react to it and go, all right, how do I live this out with integrity, with with um the best that I can in the situations that I'm in. My yeah. mom actually literally said that exact thing today. Boy, that's rough, Layla. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. That is rough. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. and, and, and I suppose maybe that's, as the people who are most generally on the receiving end, uh, you know, uh, especially when it comes to the Holy Spirit, when we're talking about taking things on with integrity, we're talking about, even, even you take the example and say, hey, look, I need you to clean up the living room. Instead of looking for caveats of the things that you don't have to do, it's owning the thing and going, all right, I will, I, will, I will check everywhere. I will make sure the living room is clean. 
even under the couch, even even the books that are supposed to be put right side up instead of upside down or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like like it, it's taking ownership of the things that 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 you're being invited into. And I think if you do that, you will find out that they give away a lot more rewards than you think. Right? Like a lot of a lot of folks, this once again, a lot of people, this is Mike, uh try to cheat the gospel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if God says, "Look, I want you to live a, a life of of integrity." What you end up trying to do is live a life that looks like integrity. But you have to cheat to make it look like that. Right? Instead of just living a life that is complete integrity. Uh it's it's really difficult to do. I know a ton of people that say no lying is wrong, but they will lie on occasion if they feel like they need to. Uh, I am not one of those people. I don't struggle with that. I, I pretty much don't lie, um, but I'm sure I've done it. Even when I haven't, I've I've withheld parts of the truth where I should have told the whole truth, and I only told like three quarters of it because the last quarter would have been a real problem, right? And I'm not saying that like we're talking about living and dying on caveats of the thing. What I'm talking about is is like when God says I want you to uh, love people. We try to make it look like we love people. We call them on their birthday or if something bad happens to them, we touch base with them. But to be honest, we don't actually like them. We don't really want to spend any time with them. Uh, and that is true. Uh, and so, like, if that's something that you're struggling with, we've got to work on that. God says all the joy is there. God says all the joy is living a life with integrity. God says all the joy is, is, is of putting yourself below others. And, like, we really stink at that. Yeah. Uh, once again, Mike, uh, we stink at that. We really stink at putting other people ahead of us. Right, like, but we're really good at making it look like we put a bunch of people ahead of us. Right, you make one self-sacrificing grand gesture here or there, or you make sure that it looks like you're being super kind to people. As much as I wish that was me and the true inclination of my heart, it is not. Uh, I do that because the Holy Spirit prompts me to do that, and I do that because I want to do what God's heart is. It is not my natural avenue. It is not my natural thought process. Like I have to conform to that. And and God's right. It really does bring a lot of joy to me um, living that way. Um, but, I mean, i got to be honest. I spend a lot more time and effort phoning it in than I do spending time and effort doing it honestly and in, with full of integrity. Yeah. So, anyway, that was a lot of blah, blah, blah for that particular uh, yeah. subject. But Great. You got, were you going to say something? Uh, I think so. Okay, let's have it. Look, I'm not, like, this isn't everybody. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was, it's everybody. But, um, like... Uh, uh, I, for, I forgot. Never mind. Never mind. Gone completely. Yeah. Okay. If it comes to you, let me know. Poof. Poof. What? what? Okay. What's that poof about? Now the other ones are busy looking at themselves in the camera again. Just like three years ago. It's very distracting. To have beautiful people on the TV like no, a No, I'm looking at the two of you talking. <laughs> uh, ben, we got time for This Is Love? Uh, boy, it's going to be tight. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's do, let's do a This Is Love. Okay. All right. Ella? Ella, what's the premise of this game? Um, Bellas, I can't hear. What are you saying? You've got to be talking into that microphone. I mean, let me invite you into being heard by others. Yes. I was <laughs> grabbing the paper. Okay, go ahead. Um, wait, what does that mean again? What? You're going to introduce what the, what, what the game is about. Oh, okay. So what the game is about is I am going to say questions, <laughs> and uh. I'm going to say things that you are going to think maybe it is love or maybe it is not. Okay. Like scenarios? Yeah. So yeah, you, you provide a scenario and we d- we have to decide, does that represent love or does it not represent love? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I think we're ready. Yeah. You ready, Ella? Is that love? Ella hides paper right, right 
away from me because I can kind of see it because you're right next to me. I don't think you get to participate, Layla. I think you just have to do it as a team over there. She she saw the first question. Yeah. No, I think it's just the rest of the room. So go ahead. Let's do do question number one on the game show, Ben. Is it love? No, Ben. Ben. Maybe you go, is this love? Oh, shoot. Yeah, try. Okay, hit me with okay. it again. Uh, now we're going to try the number one question on the game show, Ben. Is it love? Ben. Oh, that's well, twice I, I, Dang it. I forgot it again. What was it? Is this love? Okay, yeah, no, I know. I got to hit you me. You got to do it low. Ben. Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm shortening it up. Ben. <laughs> is this love? Number one. A girl is going to the grocery store. She sees her ex-boyfriend. Oh. She... Thinks to talk to him about their relationship. Is this love? Is this love? Grace, is this love? Uh, I'm going to go with no because everything that I say is going to be used against me. Wow. <laughs> That's very negative. I know this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, uh, uh, Grace says absolutely not because no matter what I say, it's not going to be right. <laughs> Emma. I'd say no because it didn't say they were talking good about their relationship. Well, mm. she was like, hey. I still don't like you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just checking in. You're a jerk. <laughs> all right, Dad. Uh, hey, I get to answer. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, all right, Dad. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun and, and yelled at you. I apologize. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'm gonna say yes. It is love. I feel like she just wants to be like, look, sorry, things ended the way they did. Um, I really don't think that you're a cow face, and I think we can be friends. That's what I think. <laughs> No. Ben, are you going to answer? Yeah, oh, I want to answer to this. Did you have to use the word cow face? Yeah. I, she did, not In that me. sentence. <laughs> I was just explaining how it happened. <laughs> that is not love. That is that is casual acquaintances, people just wanting to, to um, not be awkward. They're trying to avoid hate, but it's it's not love. Hmm. Okay. So the, the, the room is uh, no pretty much three to one. I say it is love. Everybody else says it's not. Ella? That is right. It is, it is love. She wants to s- apologize about how that way they ended. Oh. And they want love. to get back together forever. Yeah. Told you. Everything says, I yeah, say is going to be used against he me. Still, he still has feelings for her. Yeah, this is a force. There's, there's still love And there, she babe. has feelings for him. Yep. I am really good at this game. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I've been doing this for yeah, a while. Yes, she is. Layla, you're the fact checker. Just make sure it actually says yes on the page. <laughs> Let me see it. I have proof. It says yes. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I'm with, I got led astray here. That was... No, it was, a, I, it was a fairly easy... You chose to look at the negative side of life. It was a 50-50 chance. Yeah, and you were 50% wrong. Yeah. Crap. Burn you were 100% them. wrong? <laughs> okay, all right. I'm ready for the next one. Okay, go ahead. Question two Question on Ben. Question two. Ben. What, uh, is this love? Ella. A man brings his wife flowers. Is this love? Wow. Ooh. Uh oh, okay. No. No. Wait, okay. No. Yeah. Start with Emma. We'll go around. Emma. Emma, is this love? No. Why? Because it doesn't smell right. No. The whole thing is fishy. <laughs> yeah. Like a back end drug deal. Do you no mean good. the flowers this, don't smell it, right? This or tells the you the level of romance at my house. Smell right. Yeah. <laughs> Emma goes, dude, bringing in flowers. Suspicious. Yeah. I agree with that. Actually, I, that's not love at all. I think he's apologizing. I think he talked to his ex girlfriend at the grocery store. <laughs> Whoa, it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay, it, is, it ain't the same guy. Okay, I'm gonna say no. It is not love. Uh, she actually just happens to work at the flower store, and he's returning them out of anger and spite. Was that a no or a yes? Wait, you can't return what? flowers. Yeah, you can. I bought these, and I don't want them anymore. No, huge mistake. Wait, no. How does that make sense? The wife bought them. 
gave them to the husband, and no, the husband's the husband them was going to bought them from the wife, uh, bought them for the wife before it was her shift, and then he was going to give them to her to be nice, and then he she did something that made him angry, and he came back later and and, and came back to the flower store. That explanation reeks of depravity. <laughs> <laughs> is that a yes or not no? What happened? Now I'm going to say no. It is not love, Grace. No. I'm going to say no because I'm a nerd and I know secret flower language. So it's probably the flowers that mean like, haha, you're alone. You have no friends. Haha. Wow. I don't love you anymore. Holy cow, Grace. <laughs> Grace, you are a negative Nancy. <laughs> what the or heck? The, or the flowers are infected with like ants. Why? <laughs> What's the matter with you guys? You are another <laughs> negative Nancy. I think it's the YouTube. I yeah. mean, I'm either right or I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> she set herself up for positivity. My, yeah, that's you looked at it as negative, Wait, Mike. So Grace said this is the rose color view of life. So is that everybody a no? Yeah, everybody's, yeah, everybody's a no. Everybody's Ella, a no. is this love? No, it is not. Yeah, not the, poi- the flowers are poison. Wow. Ooh, we were close. Straight poison. They're deadly nightshades. Oh. Sorry. That's Ooh. a berry. Mike, you got to stop pounding on that desk, man. Oh. Huzzah. If you guys are hearing that reverberation... That's King Lear over here. But I, it was it was on accident. He I didn't did see need to bring his wife yeah. nice flowers. I didn't it see Grace's Spectre view of the world being dead on correct. <laughs> <laughs> they are indeed poison. My Holy cow! That corner of the room nailed it. It is My not YouTube. Is it is Sherlock. <laughs> table pounding. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tone it down. I'm okay. sorry. I get real excited during the games. All right, ladies, let's let's fire it up. What's uh, 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 is this low? Third and final question. Okay, I'm ready. A man goes on a walk. He sees a girl. He says his name. She laughs. This is love. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Like oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, I just got Mike. Uh, let's let's replay this. You're going to be the woman, and I'm going to be the dude, and whose name is Gilbert. Okay, here okay, we go. go. Go ahead. You're walking down the street. <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is Dewey. <laughs> what? Dewey. You <laughs> said it was Dwayne. Just, just to be clear, it's this something ma- with a D. <laughs> This man yells Gilbert. out his own name at someone else. No, he's introducing himself. <laughs> that isn't what you said. Well, I mean, it could I'm be. a complicated girl. This ain't love. <laughs> he's a regular Do old it. man walking along. Yeah. He's a girl. Do like Do a Jimmy Skaggs. <laughs> Jimmy Skaggs. <laughs> Let's go opposite this time. Okay. Ben, just answer the question. Okay, I'm sorry. Ben, go ahead. Yeah, Start ben. with Ben. Comes around. Uh, yeah, okay. That's love. Uh, that's that's a that's a long lost love there, and he just happened to come across her, and he he did yell out his own name in the way that I presented. <laughs> Once again, he did not yell. That's definitely what happened. I mean, but when you he see quietly... someone down the street that you know, you say their name yeah. to get their attention. You don't say your own name. He quietly my. introduced himself. He came up and he said, "Hello, my name is Dwayne Johnson." That's not the story Ella told. It's Dewey Skaggs. Okay. Okay, Either way, Ben says no, that is not no, love. No, I know it is love. Oh, it so is love. It's no a long, for ben. Lo- No, it's a yes. It's a long lost love. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to yes go with. I'm going with a straight no. Any man that shouts out his own name or even quietly introduces his own name, is just, it's not love. He just wants attention. Right. Uh, oh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, do his game. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. And excuse me. Do his game. She, laugh, she laughed at his name, so that is clearly yeah. what No, it doesn't mean it's whether he's in love, not her. And he could have a very silly name, like Dewey Skaggs. Or, I mean, I suppose his name could be like Crumpets McGillicuddy or something. <laughs> or, <laughs> but you guys are getting out of control. Okay, I'm sorry. What was the question fair. again? Okay. Again, that's wise insight on the show. Or Ella, it could possibly. Could we read the question the, off? Uh, <laughs> like it's the question is, is, is this love? That. Yeah, that's the it. The question is, okay. a man goes on a walk. He sees a girl. He says his name and introduces himself. 
Wait, that was you not there the before. <laughs> yeah. no, you guys are jumping to conclusions. Hey, Gracie, stop peeking. I can see you. What? You're peeking. I'm, I'm okay, go ahead, Emma. Emma, what was your what was your take? Yes. He's just love. a socially awkward man. He's just socially <laughs> awkward, but it is love. Okay, okay Grace Foost. Yes, they actually speak a different language, and his <laughs> his and his name actually means "I love you." Oh, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Dewey Skaggs <laughs> in French means "I love you." Shimmer. No, no shimmers. Hey, hey, uh, uh, you got to speak into the microphone, dear. That is no for Dad and Uncle Ben, and that is yes for Emma. No, and Dad was yes. I'm a yes. Yeah, I'm the lone no. Yeah, Mike's the lone no. Oh, okay. Do it. The <laughs> answer is yes. It is love. The girl has an issue whenever she meets a really, whenever she meets somebody who th- she thinks is attractive, she laughs crazily. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> it took a but turn. I'm really good at this game. No so matter what he says. does not explain why he said his name, but do it. That ain't oh, well. love. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? Someone just to just come up to you, just like, hi, and they don't say their name. Well, I mean, well that makes more sense. Th- what makes more sense than just saying their name? Yeah. Do no, it. <laughs> no, no. They say, "Hi, my name is." She did not Emma. say the introduction <laughs> part first. It just made it sound no, like someone just, would just yelling their own name. I just have to pass. Hey, can we bring back Emma. the pet brigade? <laughs> I, I forgot what the pet brigade is. You just pat somebody on the back next to you like this. No, nope. it doesn't seem welcome. <laughs> Social affection is not that's welcome a, that's here. That's a no. It's not love. Hey, you've enjoyed uh, playing a round of Is This Love uh, with Live from the Path uh, and the Live from the Path ladies. And so uh, if you enjoyed that game, uh, let us know. Call the complaint line, 515-517-0085. That's call or text. Hey, and, and maybe we were wrong. Did we get it wrong? Tell us where, where it was or was not love. We do it. We need your help. <laughs> you guys can also do some search on the Cheese King. He he sounds interesting to me. Yeah, oh, we gotta set this no, up. Maybe only, next show you guys will give us some research on the Cheese King. Yeah, also you know, known as King of the Cheese. We don't. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. We don't farm out enough stuff. We barely do our own research. Hey, Wait, is he the king of cutting the cheese? Oh, <laughs> he's King Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this is what happens. It dolls into King the last breezy. level of funny. King hey, Breezy the Sneezy. All right, that took a hard left cheek sneak there. <laughs> what are we, DreamWorks? We are losing control. And you are welcome. All right, all right, Mike, let's give out some advice while we're on a high note here. Here we go. Dear and I from the path. My husband has a bad habit of forgetting to lock up our house at night when he's the last one to come to bed. You didn't forget. On nine occasions, I have gone downstairs after he's in bed or awakened in the morning to find our sliding patio door or a garage door unlocked. I cannot understand why this isn't a priority for him. If I'm the last one to come up for the night, I make sure each door is locked, lights are off, etc. It it takes me less than a minute. We live in a suburb, and while our neighborhood is relatively safe and quiet, I'm not naive. I realize anything can happen anywhere. We have two large dogs, but I have no idea how they'd react to an intruder. Frankly, I don't want to find out the hard way. The most frustrating thing about this is, when I try to talk to him about it the next day, he blows it off and says our dogs would never let anyone get far, or he makes a joke about it. I've tried many different approaches, from being calm and sweet to solutions focused. How can I help you remember? Recently, likely because I'm 37 weeks pregnant with our second child, I lost it and chewed him out after I waddled out of bed to go downstairs and found our sliding door unlocked. Needless to say, it didn't work very well. I'm at my wit's end. It was one thing, and it was just the two of us, but now we're about to have two kids under two, 
and I get furious thinking he could be putting all of us in danger. He has taken no responsibility or steps towards fixing this. I've now reached the conclusion that when I'm home, I must be the one who assumes the responsibility of ensuring our home is secure before we go to bed. But what if I fall asleep early or if I have to travel for work? Any ideas on how to address this with him? Oh, my. Well, first, congratulations. Congratulations on your babies. Yes. And second of all, I think you need to take matters pretty seriously now, even though since you've been talking to him for a while and he just blows it off and says the things about the dogs. So wait, wait, what do you mean? Take it to, what do you think her reaction should like, be? Like, sit him down on the couch, talk to him about this, and discuss the matter. And if he tries to blow it off, tell him, no, no backing out this time. I need to, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this right now, right here. Yeah. Dewey. Yeah. Will you stop it with the Dewey? <laughs> okay, okay. So Ella's in a firm, uh, you just need to be firmer and a fiercer talking to for this man. Well, I feel like this kind of ties into what we were doing earlier. How we need to say nicely... To get him to realize the error of his ways. Yeah, so what's, what's an example? How much you go about this? In a way that, the, like, th think of what the man should care about versus what she's doing. Well, we don't really know what she's saying, except, see, we know what she's thinking, but yeah. we don't know what she said. Maybe she just says, hey, lock the door, man. I want you to lock the door. I want you to lock the door. Don't you understand? We're at risk. Yeah, but if maybe if she, like, tried to give some reasons and said, hey, what if someone just came in here and kidnapped your kid? Would you like that? Yeah. And he goes, um, that seems like a threat. No. And then he goes, didn't think so. Now lock the door. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine. Do it. I mean, I, I'm, I think I think he's taking it too easy. Like, he's not thinking about what the consequences could be. Like, he's just thinking, oh, yeah, it's never going to happen. I mean, has he I been right so far? What? I mean, they have yet to be robbed. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, let's, <laughs> let's, look at this, let's look at it pragmatically. Does, the, does he care if the, if the doors get locked? No. I don't think he... He don't care. It. He's not worried about it. He's not worried about people breaking into the house at all. Right. There's two big giant dogs there, he figures. And frankly, anybody that any, has any serious uh, intent to get in the house is going to get in the house. You can kick doors open. You can break windows. If you want in, you're getting in. That door lock ain't going to do nothing but slow you down. Okay. Go ahead. Hold on, Ella. Hold on. So, does, is he worried about people breaking into the house? No. 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 Right? Is she worried about it? Yes. 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 Does yes. he mind if she's worried about it? No. no. As long as she takes care of it, he's she like, I don't care. Really. Don't drag me into this thing. If you want to lock all the doors, that's fine with me. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, so, so she should just do it before he goes, when she goes to bed. If he stays up later, is he going outside? But then, like, what if she's, like she said, like, what if she's on a work trip or she falls asleep early and, and forgets to? So now, now let's talk about humility and talk about if it's important to my wife. Regardless if it's important to me, and it takes all of two minutes to lock this joint up, does he have any good reason not to just lock the doors? No. 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 Not really. Here's the thing. I agree with him. I think it's dumb. I agree, yeah. I, I don't care if my doors are locked at all, uh, but my wife does, and so my doors get locked. And I'm not grumpy about it. I don't care. I'm happy to do it if it makes her happy. So what? why he doesn't want to do it, uh, this is a humility thing, right? Like... This is, this is some of the stuff that we're talking about. We're talking about dealing with other people. Is uh, This matters a lot to that woman, to his wife. It matters nothing to him. And I don't fault him because I don't matter to me either. But do I think it should matter to him because it matters to his wife? Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing stopping him from doing this. He should absolutely do it yeah. with a smile on his face. I mean, let me ask you this question, though, just, just from her description. So she's got, they got two kids, 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume that they've been married two years at least. Maybe maybe two and a half. You- She's counted nine times <laughs> where he's not locked the door. Yeah, that's she's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let me submit to you that, yes, I think this man should do it. Just not, not because she goes, you know, I, I, if, if I were her, maybe like the, one of the ways to approach is to say, look, um, this matters to me. I know, I know that you were, were protected by the dogs. Uh, I know that you think it's not going to be a problem. I'm asking, will you humor me? Not because you think it's true, but because I'm asking you because it means something to me. And I, th- I, I would like to think that, like, uh, that you, that you um, are, well, are protecting me. It makes me feel good to think of you protecting me. And, do, and part of that is, is doing this thing that just makes me feel better. Can you do that? Can you do that for me? I think it's a lot better way to go about it. But, like, to the extent that she's counting and she's got a nine-time clock, nine-time count over roughly eight, nine hundred days... Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty good. Just pretty lock good the door. Yeah. And what if those are days he just forgot, and she's just taking it as, like, you don't care, and then when she says it, he's like, what if he says, sorry, I forgot, but, I mean, the dogs are here, so really, what does it matter? Because I feel like if I got home really late or something, I'm probably tired. Like, I can barely remember to brush my teeth if I'm really tired. Right. I feel like I wouldn't remember to lock the door most of the time. What are the things you don't forget? I don't forget to go to the gas station. You know why? I love it there, and it's important to me, right? So do I. Do I? I've been taking after my dad lately. I love going to the gas station. There it is. So I don't forget to go to. We bed. went there on the way here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, so, so actually, th- that's a really good point, though. Is if like as we think of this humility thing, and it, he says, "Yes, you know what? I'm going to do this because you asked me to, because it's important to you." On from the wife's perspective, just know know that know that he's only doing this because you asked him to. And he's glad to do it. I'm glad he is. But, like, to then take the fact that he forgets to do it, like, it's something that you care about, you're most likely to, to, to your point, Mike, like, the things that you care about, you're most likely to do, um, especially if you think it's, it means something to your safety. If it doesn't mean anything to you, it's, it's not always going to be top of mind. And so it doesn't mean, oh, you know what, I disrespect my wife and I don't care anything about her. I'm just going to go to bed. It just isn't at the top of his mind. And so when people are doing things for you, not because they want to or not, not because they find it reasonable, but simply because they love you, just recognize that they're going to miss every once in a while because it doesn't, it's not the same to them. And, like, I know you can try to make the case, well, if they loved me, they would do it. Don't ever say that. Like, humans don't re- really react that way, right? It doesn't mean that the thing that's always on your mind is always on their mind. you got to have some grace for some folks. And so if you're telling me realistically nine times – out of the last 900 days, this man has neglected to lock the doors. Then you are being preposterous. Yeah, that's 99% rocking it. Yeah, he's doing a great job on something he thinks is bogus. Now, I think, to be honest, I think he should set an alarm. I think he should set a reminder. Yeah. Because he did say he was going to, like, if he agreed to do it, then I think he got to own it. Like we talked about with cleaning the living room. I think you set an alarm and say, if you say you're going to do it, you do what you say you're going to do. And, and if you know you're going to forget because you don't give a crap about it, I'd set an alarm. Yeah. At least remind yourself to do it because you know you're not going to remember because you think it's dumb. I'm just saying don't overreact on the miss. Right? I agree. Like there's things that I think about as part of keeping our house up. Uh, actually, dishes are a good one. Like I load the dishwasher half the time. My wife maybe does it the other half the time. Uh, and like if I want to load the dishwasher and I can't because there's the kids of, uh, are supposed to unload the stuff, then it means a heck of a lot to me right then that those dishes got out of the way. But, like, because my kids aren't waiting to do something if they don't put the dishes away, it's not at the top of their mind. It's a barrier for me. It's not a barrier for them. 
And no, although I, I would, I, I want them from an integrity perspective to take responsibility and go, look, I'm going to know I'm holding the process up. I should be thinking about this more often. Every time I put a dish either in the sink or somewhere else, they just say, do I need to unload the thing? But like, just recognize just because it's on my mind, you know, 30 minutes out of a day, it might be on their mind three minutes out of a day. And so while encourage them to change, I don't have to overload and go, hey, you hate your mother and I. That's right. Like if you that, love me, you'd empty this dishwasher. That's not yeah, what it is. That's too far. Right. They need the, it's, it's helping people do the things that you want and, rec- and having some recognition that it doesn't always – this doesn't mean it's always top of mind. You get, it's, individual people care about individual things or just prone to certain stuff. Um, worry or think about things you know, 50 times a day, and it might cross my mind once a day. And it just it's, that's not a fault thing. It's just recognizing who we are and trying to find ways that it still works out. Hmm. Okay. So that's our, our advice is for the, it's like, her, her question was, how do I approach it? Right? Yeah. What should I do? I would say, one, don't threaten him. No. Look, uh, have grace when he doesn't get it right. And frankly, if he's nine out of, uh, if he's nine out of 900, do, like, here's my question to you. You ever say thanks? Right, for doing it? Yeah, like, like, this is the thing you know he doesn't care about. You ever go, hey, you know, I know that you don't, you're not worried about it, but, like, I really want to tell you that I feel loved and I feel cared for when you do this thing uh, the way that, and that I've asked, and, and, and I just want to thank you for that. Thanks for thinking of me. And, and, like, I mean, you ever do that? Because, like, if the guy's only hearing about it the nine times out of the 900, like, yeah, his motivation to do it isn't going to be very high. And, like, as people, we tend to do that. We tend to call it the things that, that didn't go well. We've, we just have a hard time saying yes because it met our expectations. We don't say great job for meeting our expectations. We say you stink for failing them. Or we say great job when things went above and beyond. But just telling people thanks for, for, for doing the things that you, you've asked them to do, like, that's still okay. You're not, you're, not encur- you're not encouraging wrong behavior. You're still encouraging right behavior. Say thanks for people just being faithful. Just doing the thing that you ask them to do and doing it consistently and be gracious when they're off. So that's what I would say. I would say make sure you're, te- you're thanking him for doing something he, just because he loves you. Uh, I think you should be gracious with him when he misses. And frankly, don't even bring it up. If he, again, if he's 9 out of 900, yeah, I wouldn't even say anything. Just lock it. He doesn't yeah. need to know because he's not a child. Uh, and, and you looked and you guys were still covered. And so and whatever risk that's out there, like, I mean, you're going to live dangerously every once in a while in your suburb. And maybe a bat gets in your house. But, like, I just just don't overreact. Keep it in some level of perspective, including the perspective of the, of the relationship that you're in. Um, really fast, I'm going to jump back to Emma's answer. Mm-hmm. I like how she's trying to, uh, saying to approach him with a smooth, calm approach. But she has been doing that to her husband for most of the time. So... If she, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, if you were going to say, hey, Dad, guess what I did today? I yelled at Grace. Would you put yourself <laughs> in the best light, the worst light, or the light in what it actually happened? Probably the best light, just because that's what we do. Right, yeah. so you're saying she might be misrepresenting herself. I'm not sure she said she dealt with it calmly. Yeah, she, no, so she like, said if she's she been didn't pretty rough say, with him. Yeah, she said she, like, blew up at least once. Yeah. And actually, it is weird that she says, because I'm 37 weeks preg- pregnant and we're going to add another child, I've had enough. And I'm like, 
that first child wasn't enough to get you all fired? <laughs> like, this one's not important? Yeah, that first one we had, I don't care if they're taken by the wolves. But this second one, I love him. <laughs> I mean, it's probably because they're getting more kids and, like, she's more worried about it. But think of that, Layla. That's like me saying, hey, when your brother's born, then we're really going to make sure I lock the door. Past that, <laughs> I don't care if the three of y'all get taken away. You don't care about me? <laughs> but, now that, but now that the man's here... Now we gotta we gotta button down the hatches. Yeah. We don't Shoot. want no trouble. I mean that's, right. That's offensive. That's what he's getting at. Well, you got another man in the house now, so true. I, I here's the thing. It's like uh, I I have to agree with uh, what Ben says. Basically, even if just admitting that you realize that you guys don't agree goes a long way. When you talk to somebody, when you just say, "Look, I realize you don't think the same way I do, and we're not on the same page here, but it would mean a lot to me if you could blah." Uh, I I think that goes a million miles when dealing because I mean what's the odds of you agreeing with with somebody else on everything? It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen in your marriage. It ain't going to happen with your friends. It ain't going to happen with your parents. It ain't going to happen with nobody. You're never agree with somebody all the time. And so when you disagree, you go look. I realize we're disagreeing in here, but at the very least, what I need to see happen is, bam, and I, I and, and we can just move on, right? And I I think that is a fantastic approach. Yeah, I think the softer approach is softer approach is probably the better idea. Like mm. if you're trying to threaten them or something, they're probably not going to do it. People don't take that very well, yeah. and that's just smart. That's just smart on your end. Do they deserve the threat? Depends. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But at the end of the day, if you want the doors locked, the threat's not going to get it done. That's mm. what we're talking about. We're talking about how to deal with people. Threat. Yeah, and, and threats, people don't like being threatened. Threats are uh, assertions of power. They're like, you're going to do this. Like, it, it, it takes something that could help. Like, it takes you from trying to help people into the right thing to, dem- to asserting your authority over them to get it done. And, like, I, again, if we look at the example of Jesus, I, you don't see him doing that. You don't see him pulling the, hey, just to remind you, king. So you'll shut your mouth and do what I tell you. Except for with demons. Except for with demons. He casts right, cast demons out. And even then, he kind of, like, he, he grants certain things. That they're asking about. But, like, I, I just, like, um, when it comes to the other humans that Jesus is dealing with, um, boy, I mean, I, I feel like I'd be really disappointed in them a lot of the time. But Jesus is patient, and he recalls them to true things, uh, and he doesn't give up on them. And I, he just doesn't. In fact, when, when, he, when you hear him say, uh, the, the start of the phrase, the Son of Man, he could, be, he could say, hey, the Son of Man says you're going to do the following. Because I'm the Son of Man. I'm the Daniel 7 Son of Man, and you're going to do what I tell you to do. Right, but what does he do? He says the Son of Man is going to be handed over, and then he teaches you what it means to be great. The only instruction you get directly from that is from Yahweh Himself, where He goes, "This is My Son. Listen to Him." Yeah. But like, even when it says "listen to Him," like His listen is teaching. Jesus is a teacher more than He is an authority figure, more than He is a dictator. He is a teacher. He's bringing people in to understand uh, w- w- the, the ways of Yahweh, so that they accept Him as good and they and they change their lives and follow Him. Um, and so if, you're in, if your relationships don't reflect that, I'm just, it's not that it can't get done the other way. There's plenty of people who got raised or in authoritative, uh, by authoritative parents. There's plenty of people in, in relationships where one of the, the spouses is the authority figure. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying it can't be done well. Yeah. I'm saying it will, it, like some, somewhere that will bite you. And someone's authority, like you're going to lack humility as the authority figure uh, or your, your relationship's going to get burnt when someone just gets sick and tired of it. And don't, they don't like being treated that way. And frankly, I just don't. It doesn't honor people the way Jesus honored people. And he was the he was the person who, out of everyone, could go, look, just do it. Just do this thing that I said. Okay. Secular says, uh, you have already addressed this with your husband. That he is so careless about the safety of his wife and children is shocking. He appears to be very immature. 
Okay. Because he seems incapable of assuming any responsibility for locking up, you're going to have to do it. There are high-tech ways to remotely lock doors from afar, and you should explore that option. Also, for your own peace of mind, have a professional dog trainer or other experienced dog person enter your home through the unlocked door while you and your husband are upstairs, because while the dogs might not attack a stranger, they might alert you to the presence of an intruder. I suggest this because many years ago, my very tame German Shepherd did exactly that. Okay, now... I, I think that I'm just going to say this after the advice that everything that we've given uh, it's overdone. I think I think they're way overplaying the hand here. Your your reckless husband or whatever. Yeah. He's so thoughtless. He hates you and wishes your kids would dead. Like, also, no, it's ridiculous. People never think about this, but if you call an adult immature, you're pretty much insulting us. No, that's true. <laughs> you're you're insulting the children. Every kid <laughs> in the world. Yeah, right. Children are more mature than this. I, here's the thing. I think reasonable people can differ on whether a locked door is important. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a thousand dudes on cell block C that'll be like, that locked door doesn't mean anything to me. I will just bust right through it. But uh, if it makes you feel safe and and it does prevent certain crimes, uh, for the half hour, for the half a minute it takes to lock it up, just 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 do it. Just do it. I don't lock my stuff because I don't want people breaking my door. It costs me more of a pain in the butt to fix the door than it does if I'd have just let you come in and started stealing stuff. I'd rather you walk in the door, take what you're going to take, and walk out without kicking my door jam in and how i got to buy a new window and it's all a big pain in the teeth. So I'd rather just have you come in, take what you're going to take, and leave. Because frankly, you can't take what I didn't give you. <laughs> and so I would rather have that happen opposed to them breaking my house. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm okay with people being the other way. All right, hey, you've been listening live from the path. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Um, hook up with us on the complaint line five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. Hey, uh, maybe if you're if you're listening to the podcast, uh, just maybe leave us a comment, um, leave a review for us, just so we know that you're out there. I, boy, I, I can't I can't tell you like no joke, guys. Uh, how encouraging it is to see people interact with the show. Um, uh, actually, uh, Jessica, just last week, boy, we love seeing your comments, um, and we're glad that the program is is enjoyable. Um, and it, I don't know it's just super encouraging to us, guys. So you know, if you get some time uh, as a favor to the old life from the path, fellows, just know that you're out there digging on the program, or that it's terrible. I mean, either way, either way I think fine. it'll work for me. Yeah. Uh, in fact, other than that, we will see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Bye.